Bias is trash this year, so. Are we, are we ready to start the show? <laughs> Welcome to episode three of Blake Street Banter, where one of us know what the word banter means, the other two are just along for the ride. The Rockies just finished a three-game series up in Seattle. They are now back in Denver for a three-game series against the Diamondbacks. Stupid, silly, ridiculously annoying Diamondbacks. Um, big controversy happened this morning. Um, Arenado sat yesterday, and everyone is going after Bud Black about his decision to sit the perennial all-star, the man, the dude, Arenado. And his replacement had a two errors on the same play and allowed some runs to come in and kind of cost us the game. How are we feeling? We can't really blame Bud Black all that much because, I mean, he doesn't know Owens is going to go out there and just lay dog shit, man. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't know that. So um, I, I don't blame him at all. Nato's struggling at the plate. So, I mean, I get it. He had a chance for the sweep, though, and he felt like it was going to be – it was something that was kind of in the bag. But it is what it is. We move on. Baseball, get to play again today, see how it goes. Well, the, the questionable thing for me is sitting Daniel Murphy and Arenado on the same day. I kind of feel like that kind of goes back to not really planning that out very well. But it's, you know, it's, it's 2020 hindsight, Monday morning quarterback kind of stuff. So, um, but overall, I mean, at the end of the day, we won the series. That's all you can really hope for in baseball. So that's that's I'm happy with that. It's just, man, if Arenado plays that game, I feel like we win that. And in a 60 game season, every win is so huge. So that's it's disappointing, but at the same time, it's nothing really to get on anybody about. Yeah, absolutely. Bud Black still has our trust. I mean, we're not calling for Bud Black or anything. I actually agreed with the decision. I, You have your stud. He's he's pressing. He's struggling. You got to give him a break. I mean, it's the 10th game in a 13-game stretch, and so why not give him a little off day to get his mentals right and kind of come in hot for this series against the Diamondbacks, an interdivision inter uh, battle, which I, I personally, I believe um, – holds a little bit more weight, just kind of momentum-wise and rivalry-wise. And to, to be fair, Chris Owings has been playing really well for us, like surprisingly well. So to have him go out there and not really do much at all and commit some errors like that, you can't put that on Bud Black. Yeah, he just had a bad, bad baseball day. Yeah. Sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. Uh, some takeaways that I got, um, this dude Castellani, uh, second round draft pick in 2014 for the Rockies, came in and did all right. For you He's know. got some gas. Yeah. I mean, that was hard. There, there was a Thomas Harding article that I was reading that Max Scherzer, pitching coach, was Castellani's pitching tutor. And so Castellani has some Max Scherzer tidbits with him, which I will take all day just for personal life. Like, get me through this, Max. I need to go to the grocery store and buy some broccoli again because I forgot it for the third time. What do I do, Max? Like, that can only be a good thing, right? Well, the thing that sets Max apart is he's a complete psycho. I mean, <laughs> the dude uh, is tenacious and he's really competitive. So uh, you love to see that kind of stuff. So 
that's kind of what sets him apart. We'll see if Castellani's like that or not, but he's definitely got the stuff. Yeah, I was really impressed with him. Um, hopefully he can keep it up. It's, it's so hard to tell with – because nobody has information on him or anything like that. So, hopefully – if he can lock down that five spot, that would be huge. Right. Just every fifth day, come get – give us five innings and we'll do the rest. That would be – Yeah, especially with – you know, if you do the Cassiani-Hoffman um, duo there, that, that could be pretty solid for us. Yeah. Chuck Nasty on a 13-game hit streak. Dude is on fire right now. Uh, can he keep it up this series? He's, they put him in the three-hole now, and he's just, he's just crushing it. So um, I, I think the, like I, they were kind of mentioning that on the, the airing of the, of the game, that you know when they had him at the leadoff spot, he was a lot more patient. And now that they drop him down, he can just start ripping balls. It doesn't matter what count it is. So, like, he's definitely just thriving in that spot. I mean, what is he hitting now? Like, 454 or something like that? It's just, just insane. So, uh, yeah, dude, he, he's so fun to watch. Uh, this, we could see a 400 hitter this season, and Chuck could do it. Easily. Uh, next six games are in Coors, so you know he's going to hit well at home. So, yeah, he's going to keep it rolling. Yeah, dude is hitting 458 out the ass right now. Just <laughs> doubles for days, five doubles, three home runs, 18 RBIs. Still has five walks to eight strikeouts. Uh, just, just good stuff happening right now. You can't be mad with Chuck Nasty. With that nasty ass mullet. Yeah, I was I was looking at him comparatively to the rest of the league, and he, besides home runs, he's in like the top four with hits, average, everything. So it's just hopefully he can keep that up because it would be so fun to watch somebody actually go for four hundred. But again, it's there's an asterisk with that, no matter what. Doesn't matter if there's an asterisk or not. Dude hit 400 in a season. Like, you go home, you tell everybody about that, and I will be right behind Chuck Nasty going, 400. Like, come on. Like, you have to be excited about that no matter what the season is. I was having an argument with somebody about uh, if the Rockies if the Rockies win the World Series this season, does it really count? And I said, hell yeah, I'll take it any time. I'll take the COVID, the COVID World Series. Let's go, baby. People are so dumb sometimes. You win, you win. It doesn't matter how or when or whatever. You got the championship. It doesn't matter. Everybody's playing under the same damn rules. Exactly. Is Garrett Hampson the new leadoff? Uh, Bud Black uh, was in an, quoted in an article note from Noah Yingling and Roxpile that he is excited about Hampson. We think that eventually he'll hit for a nice average once he settles in as a full-time big league player, he can steal a base. He can be a pest on the base pass. He had three starts in the leadoff. Uh, is he it? Is he ch taking Chuck Nasty's spot, allowing us to extend that lineup a little bit? It definitely has the speed to be a top leadoff guy. Whether or not he's gonna put the bat together and be patient enough to to draw walks and consistently get on base, that's a different conversation. But speed-wise, he's he definitely got it. 
Yeah, definitely makes sense because I think before they threw him in the leadoff, he was batting like like sixth or seventh or something like that, and that's just not where you want like a speed guy like that. So hopefully he does pull it together, can hit for a nice average and, and lock that spot down, and then that opens the options for Dahl to be able to drive in some guys a little bit lower in the in the order. With the next six at home, I think a lot of people are going to get out of their slumps and really start mashing the ball a little bit. That Coors effect? So oh, you're yeah. on board with the Coors effect. <laughs> it is what it is, man. <laughs> they still hit bombs in Seattle, so Coors yeah, exactly. not existed. Yeah, Garrett Hampson has a 367 on-base percentage right now, uh, one stolen base. He has, he has the tools. He has the stuff. That is something I'm going to watch for this Diamondback series. Uh, so we're just going to, or yeah, so we're just going to lean into that. Hot take season. What do we look out for in Arizona, against Arizona? Uh, my one thing that I will be watching is the hamster up top, trying to get on base. I'm going to say he's going to have two stolen bases over the three-game series. I think Bud Black, if he's feeling it, he's going to go all in and just, let's go, baby. Let's go. I'm going to say uh, we get two more home runs from Arenado this series, and he breaks out of his slump. He's getting out of it. So, for me, it's, it, it bothers me how many errors we're making. And I know it's, it's still pretty early and stuff like that, but we're still, like, bottom half of the league in errors. So, I'm hoping – it's more of a hope thing, but I want to see us only commit one error this whole series. That Chris Owings error yesterday was one of the worst I've seen in a long time. Two errors in one play. It looked like me and old man softball. I mean, <laughs> just bobbling it around. He's got no idea what he's doing with it. So, yeah, that, that was ugly. Yeah, that was it, ugly. It's weird, too, because, I mean, he's played solid wherever we put him, but apparently third is just – it's not for him. <laughs> <laughs> not it there, Chris. Yeah, so the Diamondbacks uh, not doing so hot on the year, but they are still the Diamondbacks, and they always are just the pesky Diamondbacks for the Colorado Rockies. Um, pitching staff is rough. Minus one. Uniforms are rough. Guy. Uniforms are really rough. They have the ugliest uniform. Diamondbacks uniforms are disgusting. They change them more than you do your coffee filter every morning. It's what is what is the color scheme? Where are we going? Are we a snake? Are we not a snake? What are we? Are we the Diamondbacks? Are we the D-backs? Are we the wh – what is it? Figure it out, Arizona. The so, hats well, they had the hats they had with, like, the Diamondback pattern on the top of it was the worst. I don't know if they still got that or not. I, I, I'm hoping they don't, but. Well, yeah, I mean, snakes are dope, but <laughs> the, uni the uniforms are not. So – they got to figure it out. Like, what are they trying to do with that kind of stuff? Uh, it feels like they, they have potential to have some really sick uniforms, but they just are going way too, like, futuristic with it or something. But, uh, yeah, so I going into the actual gameplay, Zach Gallon is doing really well for them pitching-wise, and Starling Marte is killing it this year. Beyond that, it just seems like nobody's doing anything for them, and that's why they're below 500. Well, I'm really, I'm really enjoying their big offseason acquisition, Mad Bum, Madison Bumgarner, just getting lit up consistently. Uh, his fastball is at like 88 average, so 
that's been a lot of fun for me to watch. He's not going to pitch this series, unfortunately. I mean, good for him. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty rough going for the pitching staff over there. The, the back spasm for Bumgard are hurting him. Might be too much rodeos in the offseason under an A-list. I mean, do what you do. Um, I actually enjoy the rodeo gig. But maybe that's what hurt your back. You're old, man. Calm down. Didn't he jack his shoulder up uh, riding dirt bikes, too? I think it was an ATV, but yeah. 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 Dude is a adrenaline junkie. Just can't decide what he wants either. Perfect for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Him and Max Scherzer have that psychopath trait in common. Yeah. Robbie Ray is on the bump tonight against uh, John Gray. Ray has not figured it out. 945 ERA, still messing with his mechanics. John Gray is a beast at home. Second highest win percentage in Rockies history with a 694. Guess who he's behind? You will never guess the pitcher that has a better win percentage at Coors than John Gray. It's De La Rosa, ain't it? Okay, I take my you will never guess it back. That was Yeah, dude. Jorge De La Rosa is like the all-time greatest pitcher for the Rockies. Seriously. You just throw his name out there every single time? Yeah. If there's a pitching stat with the Rockies, you throw Jorge De La Rosa. Out. If it's a good, if it's a good pitching stat, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He, he was, he's been great, but yeah. So John Gray is right behind him. Has done well. John Gray is the perfect pitcher for Coors. So I feel good about going into tonight. Really excited about getting the series off to a good start. Three game series. Uh, just we're gonna get a dub tonight for sure. We definitely um, need – I, I feel like we, we're going to win the series. We, it's going to be a huge disappointment if we don't. Um, the Zach Gallon game might be a little bit of an issue just because he's pitching really well. Um, I don't know who we have on the bump tie game. Um, Kyle Freeland. Freeland, yeah. So that will be kind of the, the uh, like, balancing game for us. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that game. But uh, besides that, we should definitely win this series. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, continue winning series. That's the goal every time, right? The top 100 prospects list was released recently. Uh, they put it out there, MLB.com, said it. Got really excited. Like, let's go get a, find a, get happy about the future. Looked it up. Two Rockies on it. One being Brendan Rodgers. So it's really one prospect. And... I shriveled up a little bit. I got sad. I kind of had to cuddle the pillow for a second. My dog Blake had to come put his head on my leg, console me. I'm a little nervous for our future and give me something to hope about. What? Just, yeah, give me something to hope about, please. I am whelmed is the best way I could put out our prospect list. I'm feeling very whelmed. <laughs> not under, not over, just. Just plain whelmed. Yeah, Brandon Rogers, and I mean, you can't really evaluate anybody because there's no games. People are at satellite uh, campuses or whatever, so you have no idea if guys are improving, how they're staying in game shape, so on and so forth. So, I mean, I'm not putting a lot of stock into it, unfortunately. And I was looking forward to this discussion, but I mean, ultimately, there's not much to discuss, unfortunately. There's, there's nothing really to be too thrilled about with the Rockies farm system. Rogers. Yeah, I mean, but besides that, it's pretty weak, which is concerning. But you just kind of hope there's 
kind of diamonds in the rough there. Um, kind of like Yancy Almonte. Maybe you get like Ryan Rollison. I know he's got some upside. That's not really talked about too much. But besides that, it's either through trades or more draft picks. But there's nothing to be too excited about. And, and our best prospects, the guys that we're most excited about, like um, um, who's the guy that we just drafted? Um, the catcher, Veer, I think. Uh, no, he's an outfielder, but um, Zach Veen. Yeah, yeah, Zach Veen. Thank you, Zach Veen. He um, his ETA is 2024, so you're not going to see him anytime soon. Um, then you got Ryan Valade. He's the same thing. See him next season, maybe if he if he really puts it together. Uh, so we're a couple years off from seeing anybody super exciting, I think. Veen does have huge upside, though. Everything I've read about him is, like, he was deservingly to be in the top, you know, five pick in that draft. So he's pretty exciting to watch, especially with, with Charlie kind of on the backside of his career. He, he might – and, like, we have a pretty big hole in left field right now. So maybe he could even see some playing time in the next year or two. That would be pretty cool. I mean, if you're built six four hundred ninety pounds at eighteen years old, there's got a lot of hope to be an athletic, athletic promise there. I mean, speaking of Brendan Rodgers, with Tapia struggling and McMahon struggling, I really hope we see him soon. Give the one one his at bats. Are we at that point yet? I think we were at that point, like, Mar or May of last year. But I don't, I don't know what it is with not wanting to play that dude, but just just let him work it out. I don't, I don't understand it, you know? You could throw Hampson anywhere, left field, uh, second, you know, whatever. But get, give Rodgers his ABs, let him figure it out. I don't know what it is. I wish I kind of knew kind of the inside of why he's not being called up. Uh, it's just too hard to tell right now with there not being minor league play. Well, it's good. Rogers, if you want to come on the podcast, if you're listening right now and discuss, come on down. We'll, we'll be happy to hear from you. You got to think it has to do something with this. They're taking it really easy with this shoulder injury that he had surgery on last year. Um, I mean, surely he's rehabbed from that, but they're just taking it really slow, being cautious, I suppose. That's my thought. Only thing I can think of. I mean, does it come down to service time? Like, are they holding back on him for that reason? I don't, I don't really know where we're at with the season as far as – and with his prior service time, if that plays a factor into it. I – nothing I've read has said his service time stuff. He's recovered from his surgery. He's good to go. I just think he got out. I think he just got beat in the spring training before the season. I think he just got beat out. It's the only thing I can figure out. That's that. We just reviewed the Mariner series, previewed the Diamondback series. Huge shout out to Chris Iannetta. Congratulations on your retirement. Um, just keep doing good things and being a nice, solid man. And we look forward to this Diamondback series. Make sure you go find us on YouTube. Probably watching us on YouTube. Listen to us on the podcast and all that good stuff. Blake Street Banter out. Where one of us know what the word banter means and the other two are just along for the ride.
Thank you.